0: howdy today is november 29th welcome to the theta game podcast the official podcast at of theta i'm your host juni thanks for tuning in these are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice i have stock positions and nvidia thanks all right uh hope everyone had a nice thanksgiving break um we're hopping right back into earnings. Pretty uh, tech heavy. So after close on Monday, you have Zoom. Uh, After close on Tuesday, you have Salesforce. Uh, After close on Wednesday, you have CrowdStrike, Splunk, Zscaler, and Okta, as well as Snowflake. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Before open on Thursday, you have Dollar General, Kroger, Michaels, TD Ameritrade, and Express. After close on Thursday, you have DocuSign and Cloudera, as well as Ulta. Um, and then before open on Friday, you have Big Lots. This week's earnings, uh, very tech-heavy. We're going to see uh, how investors react to uh, the growth of these companies quarter over quarter, meaning like the comparing last quarter's results to this quarter and then uh, factoring in like vaccine news as well and seeing if, uh, you know, numbers for subscribers or customers can be expected to rise or not. Uh, That's definitely something, if you wanted to listen to an earnings call or look at an earnings report, that's probably one of the first figures you wanna look at for these like subscription-based companies. One quick note here, uh, Salesforce having their earnings after close on Tuesday, uh, they're rumored to be in the talks of buying out Slack So that's something to maybe keep an ear out for during the earnings call, uh, during the Q&A session maybe, if they don't bring it up on their own. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, just, you always hear the buy the rumor, sell the news. Um, This is definitely a point where I wanna say, be careful. Do not go all in on Slack on hoping that Salesforce buys them out. Um, There's always a chance that Salesforce buys Slack Uh, for a cheaper price than it currently is at and that would make you have an instant loss Um, so yeah just be careful Uh, but that is just one tidbit of news that uh, I have heard and read about uh, in the past like few weeks and just now remembered so I thought I'd mention it here in this segment moving on to Junie's trades or my trades uh, my patrons know that I've bought some long dated naked calls Um, I'm not even sure I'd call them leaps One of them is about a year out. One of them is about like three months out. Um, I'm just testing a few strategies out. I'm just seeing uh, if these pay out or these pay off, uh, then maybe I'll continue them. Uh, I've noted that uh, these long naked calls I've been buying uh, are either 1% of my portfolio or 0.1% of my portfolio. So don't think like Juni is full sending and buying calls um but i am just dabbling in the buy side uh with longer dated options uh so i'm still trying to be responsible with it i'm accounting for max loss these could go to zero i could still do this same trade 99 more times or in other cases i could do a hundred or a thousand more times so just uh trying new things uh this new year should be pretty fun um hoping for a christmas rally that would be awesome um I have also sold NVIDIA cover calls for my NVIDIA stock position that's currently open uh, and my BA or Boeing got assigned. uh, So I no longer hold Boeing, I sold for a profit. That was nice. Um, And I've been buying and selling, uh, or not, I guess I've been only buying Tesla shares, but they keep getting assigned and getting called away. Uh, And I've also been writing puts on Tesla and they've been getting uh, the 50% trigger so, I mean, this last month has just been really killer. Uh, I don't talk about my wins often, um, but I just thought since I don't usually talk about my weekly plays, uh, I go through like a month long of episodes without talking about my trades at all. So this is just like, just a like a recap of like what's been going on this, enti- uh, this month of November. Okay, Uh, going into the new datagang.com website updates, uh, there are quite a few new user experience updates. Um, Some buttons now uh, are now correctly disabled uh, when you click them, like for example, if you're adding a trade, if you're adding a stock, uh, they're now disabled after you press it once so you don't accidentally double click and re-enter it twice. there's also a stock slash wheel tracker update. You can now see the quantity of the stock uh, added or sold, uh, you know, in case you are assigned. Um, and it just adds a little bit more context to a user's position. So I just want to give a quick shout out to Slow Motion for the feature request. Um, the buttons correctly being disabled now is also a uh, a friend slash uh, user of the website. His name is Half Halved, So thank you for also reaching out about that. Um, Bugs would also occur if there were trailing white spaces on either end of the symbol. For example, if you put apple and a space at the end, uh, that would treat that differently than just apple. Um, so now I trimmed the white spaces off on both ends, and now uh, the wheel tracker and everything's working properly. So I apologize if it seemed like the wheel tracker wasn't working. Uh, but now all of that should be fixed. And if you feel like you've made that mistake before, don't worry. I've retroactively... Uh, like corrected everyone's positions that had any trailing white spaces. So we're good there. So thank you for DJ Mac uh, for uh, speaking up about that issue. And uh, yeah, I have that fixed. This is just another reminder for anyone that wants to start their own thing. Like there are just days where you don't want to work or fix things, but if you get in the groove of just working on your project or working on your side hustle, like at least 10 minutes a day, like it'll keep the the momentum going it's when you stop completely and then you wait a week and you get back in it it's way more demotivating once you get back in it because you have to have you have to get your mind ramped up to speed on what you were working on and all that stuff but if you work on it just 10 minutes a day and you i promise you you do have 10 minutes in your day to do something uh then it makes everything just so much better you, your your mind is always fresh on what what there is to do and how to fix things um and you're just constantly more motivated like think about that one video i'm sure everyone has seen about the the marine or the navy guy uh general uh giving a speech about how making your bed in the morning is the best way to get your day started because it like basically teaches your mind that like oh, I can make my bed, so now I can work on this bug for 10 minutes. Or, oh, I made my bread. <laughs> I made my bread. <laughs> you can make bread, too. Uh, I made my bed. Uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit sad, but because I made my bed, you know, why not? I'll just brush my teeth. Oh, I brush my teeth. Oh, I feel good. Like, yeah, I'll just get a sip of coffee. Oh, man, this coffee's getting me a little bit energized. Let's go for a walk. Wow, I'm having a great day, right? Like, all this compounds, um, and it's just from spending 10, may- maybe even just 5, minutes a day on your side project so um i know a lot of people are getting into it because at the end of the year everyone's getting ready for that new year's resolution um the new year's resolution is not going to save you but the discipline and just work ethic will so just carve out that those 10 minutes in your day uh working on your meal prep business your clothing company your mask business um maybe you want to start running a charity maybe running some logistics on that uh, you know there's a lot of things you can do in a 10 minute span that doesn't require even like full immediate attention like you can just start sending emails as you're like uh, maybe doing other things you could be watching youtube videos as you're like uh, d- r- like writing down some numbers on how you want to run something or how you want some logistics to go all that good jazz um Yeah, just wanted to give that a little reminder. All right, Uh, today's a little bit of a special episode. Um, There was a question, uh, asked on ThetaGang.com and the question is uh, when I began ThetaGang I started with about $7,000 and got up to $10,000 today. Am I an idiot for turning the money I've earned about 3k in cash and depositing it into my bank account? I just like to for once feel like all this trading I do actually has a purpose. All right there are a lot of ways to tackle this question um you know i have a specific episode a podcast episode titled goals which i feel like is one of my best episodes I've ever recorded just because um it, it's very relevant to this and it's just like what people think about all the time and it's like why are you trading and like how you can use that purpose or that goal to protect yourself from making dumb trades or making better trades first off you're not an idiot self-deprecation was cool like last year it's becoming a lot less cool like you don't have to call yourself an idiot you don't have to call yourself retarded or autistic like that's not that funny anymore like i admit i have a sense of humor and i can find things funny a lot of the time but like it's just getting a little bit old when people are looking for financial advice um not that this stock podcast is about financial advice but it gets a little bit old um you know just when people are just self-deprecating themselves and then you know ask a serious question it's like do you want me to troll you or do you want me to answer your question and so with that uh just want to say you're not an idiot i think you asking this question makes you really smart and also very introspective um it's okay to do whatever you want with your money anybody that calls you an idiot for taking out the three K to put in your checking account and to buy yourself a nice dinner and to enjoy, maybe, maybe pay off a little bit of your student loans or your car loan. Like anybody that tells you you're an idiot for realizing your profits is not a good person. I'm not going to call them an idiot. Cause that's not, that's not me. I don't call people dumb or stupid. That's just not, that's not what I do. Um, but if you want to realize your profits and put it away and to keep yourself motivated to keep on trading, then that's good for you, and you should continue to do that. Some things to consider um, when you're taking out the money, and I'm just gonna assume that you already did it um, because it's been about maybe like three or four days since uh, uh, this question was posted. If you take out the 3K, you're taking essentially 30% of your, you know, your portfolio out and the amount of plays that that restricts you on because now you're gonna be back to around seven grand is quite a lot, right? Imagine the difference of being able to wheel a $70 stock versus a $100 stock. Um, And the amount of trades that you have to do responsibly to get from 70 back to 100 uh, is quite a lot. To put it simply, you get more premium the more money you have in your portfolio or at least you're able to get more premium the more money you have in your portfolio. So if you want to consistently uh, aim for this like 3K and then you know withdraw it into your bank account, go back to 7K, make 3K, put it back in your bank account, and then do that as a cycle, and if that makes you happy, then go for it. There's one more thing, or I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have a couple more things, but one more thing to think about is that your probability of profit increases with the more money you have in your account In theta gang style trades, the rich definitely do get richer. Like the more money you have, the more max losses you can afford to take, the more assignments you can take on at once, letting you be a little bit more risky than the next girl or guy, right? Being able to compound your premium into bigger wheels is one of the best things you can do. But, like like I said before, if taking out the 3K and putting it in your account makes you feel good, then you gotta ask like, why are you investing? Are you doing it to feel good, or are you doing it to save up for retirement, or are you, um, you know, I guess doing it for fun also is in the category of feeling good. But like, do you make? Do you have fun realizing profit and making it and like buying yourself a nice watch, or do you have fun? making a profit and putting those into a bigger trade and then maybe like learning and understanding, uh, managing bigger wheels. Something else to note here, your jump from 7K to 10K is very large. Uh, I'd imagine how you got from 7K to 10K if you traded in a short time span would be with spreads because you can't make that sort of income from seven K to 10 K, no matter how often the YouTube gurus say it, you can't wheel and get seven K to 10 K in like a month. That's just not possible. So as you're trading these spreads, just be very, very careful that you can absorb these max losses in case, you know, maybe you're opening 10 put put credit spreads at once because you know, we've only gone up uh, for the past few months. or or traded flat or slightly down. So put credit spreads would have paid off pretty huge. And I congratulate you on your success, but just make sure you're in a position where you can absorb those losses and you're not putting too much money in any one position because getting to 7K to 10K again would be really cool to see, right? Like if you do that again, um and then you withdraw 3k and you do it again you withdraw 3k you're on your way to really actually make it very decent uh side passive income or i guess it's not considered passive since you're actively trading okay so taking a break here um and just after congratulating you from 7k to 10k i want to go back to your question about uh or not question, but you're stating about, I just like to, for once, feel like all this trading I do actually has a purpose. Maybe I can tell you my purpose for trading and you can reflect on it, maybe come up with your own purpose, um, and then go from there. Um, I want to live in a really, 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 really nice house. And I want to have that house for like the rest of my life and I want to have a nice family. And a nice car would be cool. I don't have to have a nice car, but a nice car would be cool. And so in order for me to get there, I know I need to have a lot of money. I need to take some risks, not the riskiest things, um, because you know if I do the riskiest things, I will never own a house. I'm getting to the age where I can't go all in on Palantir. If i go all in on palantir and i lose uh that sets me back too far and i won't ever have a very very nice house because i'll need to make even riskier plays to be able to catch up to where i would have been if i never went all in right if you don't care about having a really 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 nice house right a really 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 nice house is really 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 expensive right maybe like one or two mil um If all you care about is maybe, you know, maybe you're a car person, like you just want a really nice car, Um, then, you know, three grand here, four grand here, six grand here, that adds up and you can eventually buy a really nice car. Like you could buy it in cash. I mean, after you pay Uncle Sam and all that stuff, you buy, you could buy a nice GTR for like 120 grand or you want, you want it with the trim like 220 grand. Like that's not a huge amount of money, but it's a different goal. And if you have the rest of your life to buy that car, you could, you could drive a car any time in your life. And I suppose you could buy a house anytime in your life, but you know, house, houses appreciate. I'd rather just buy the house now and just like not uh, worry about it later. Like if I, if I had the money to buy a house, a really, really nice house right now, I would, but I can't. Um, and I know that it's going to take a very, very long time for me to build up a portfolio of a size enough where I can buy a house like that, or at least put a down payment on a house like that. Um, If you want to buy something smaller, or if you want to, you know, let's just get past, let's just get beyond the, the material things, right? I do it mostly for material stuff. I also do enjoy just trading Uh, because I get to teach people how to trade responsibly. I feel like I have, uh, it's not feeling, I actually have like three or 4,000 people that look at my profile every month and I know people take inspirations from it. Right. Like if they see me consistently win on the, these type of trades and then, you know, I take riskier positions and I lose on those. Then they're like, oh, you know what? Juni got got. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to do the stuff that he does well. And then maybe I'll, you know, deviate a little bit here. I'll take riskier probability of profit here. Like that's a really cool feeling to me is when I can set an example for people to follow um, if they need inspiration, right? They don't need to follow my trades one to one. I advocate never to trade my f- trades uh, like one to one. I'm just a regular trader, just like everybody else. Uh, I'm not like some guru. I just like f- found out some like uh, ways to trade theta game stuff, and I started taking it serious, and I let people know how I'm trading, and this grew into a social platform. And you know, just setting an example for people is also another another purpose of mine for how, for how I trade. So, you know, getting uh bigger bigger trades in my portfolio uh can be seen as a oh, you know, Junie started with uh put credit spreads that had like a $100 max loss back in last June in 2019. Right? Uh that's one thing to think about is like um how long has Junie been trading these against style trades? Not that long, right? Like Junie Started with um, with put credit spreads, call credit spreads. Uh, he learned that call credit spreads didn't work as well as put credit spreads, so he stopped working on those. Oh, and then now, and then suddenly he got all super confident and then bought lots of put credit spreads on QSR on restaurant brands when the chicken sandwich got popular, and he lost like uh, like thousands of dollars on one trade. And then he learned from that moment and that he never did uh, put credit spreads, uh, at least not that often at, anymore. And it's just it's a whole experience to me. Like this, this thing about transparency, about me letting other people know my trades is something that gives me motivation um, to be able to say like, yo, I show my trades. Do you show your trades? Then like, why are you trying to give me advice? Right? Like that's why I think I don't have that many haters as well. It's like there's so many reasons why I trade uh, and especially why I tell people how I trade. It's like it, it's a gratifying feeling. When I get to, um, you know, make these trades, show them, you know, show that I win, but show that I'm also capable of losing and learning from those moments. Um, if you feel like taking out 3k to spend it on yourself, to as a purpose, then that's cool too. But it would be better, I think, if you framed it in a way where it can help you like grow you know finding purpose in life is super hard right i feel like i still don't have my purpose in life so that's cool but we're not gonna go down that route because that's a rabbit hole (laughs) Um, but make sure that you have your priorities set um or at least the first few priorities you don't need to have a whole entire list Uh, my priority is providing for my future family right like i want again really nice house i can't take the risky stuff i can't take the risky plays because it would take too many more risky plays in case that one blew up um and yeah i do honestly it's as simple as that like i i do all these styles of trades that keep me sane like i don't like stressing about the market um so i'll do safer plays where i just you know basically run wheels on companies i enjoy and uh it makes me happy makes me fulfilled knowing that again setting example and all that good jazz i feel like i'm going in a circle here now so i hope this gives you a little bit more insight into how i uh find purpose or how i feel like it gives me purpose to trade okay i had to take a quick pause and i just want to leave off with one more point um i want to just you know have you reflect on how old you are right like if you are if you're 18 19 year old kid like dude do not worry about taking three grand to buy yourself a pair of nice sbs or like a guitar or like i don't know going going travel i don't know what the young people are doing anymore um like make sure that you know if you are deciding to be financially responsible that you know the correct paths on how to be financially responsible right you're having fun trading and you're learning how to trade that's cool but make sure you're maxing out your IRA if you don't know what an IRA is go open an IRA on wealthfront or betterment and i'm not going to even give you my referral code like i don't i never hand out referral codes for betterment or wealthfront because i literally just think it's a good decision to do You could slam that 3K into an IRA if you don't have one already, and you'll be infinitely better off uh, doing any other thing with it. But, you know, if you want to spend it on some materialistic things, because I enjoy materialistic things too, like my pink headphones, then (laughs) then that's cool. Um, If you are getting a little bit older, uh, I am uh, 27. Am I 27? Hold on. I'm 27. I looked it up. Um i always forget i i always get my korean uh birthday and my english birthday wrong um so if you are getting older and you're getting to a point where you feel like you're behind like imagine you're like you imagine you're like 35 or you're 40 and you don't have an ira maybe you're like just now listening to this because i know i have a few um you know older people listening to my podcast Uh, and i know that because of podcast analytics um you are never behind if you feel like you are uh, let me just make you feel a little bit better this is just in case if you are older the person asking this question uh that i'm responding to in this entire podcast episode um if you start investing in your ira at 40 uh you can continue investing for the next 20 years and that's 20 times six um whatever number that is so that's a lot of money that you can have tax-free at the end of it so it's never too late to start there and it'll grow with the market so that's good but then there's also this catch-up program where you know when you're older you get to slam more money into your IRA to let you catch up Um, so don't think you're ever too old to invest Um, and it's also you're never too early right like you could just always invest but you know have your priorities straight make sure you can afford rent make sure you can afford your food make sure you can just enjoy life and then set aside some of that money to um set aside some of your free capital or free money to investing or slamming to your ira oh i feel like that was good right like if you want to take out money for materialistic things that's cool If you want to keep it in for compounding gains, that's also cool. But I'm not gonna just like call you uh, a name because you decided to take it out to enjoy and spend it on yourself. I feel like people that do that are not good for the community, right? You need to make sure that finance isn't something scary and that people can do whatever they want, right? Like everyone is an adult. Uh, you, You don't have to name call people for doing what they wanna do. So I'm not gonna name call you. You especially don't need to name call yourself. Um, like whatever you do, uh, you could be really good at it. 7K to 10K is really, really good. And I can only congratulate you. This is a really good moment for you to reflect. And uh, I hope you do really well in 2021 and uh, you know, stay safe for the rest of 2020. Uh, I will see everybody in the outro. Okay, so you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at Junie at Theta Gang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. Oh, sorry, I had to burp. Uh, the Theta Gang referral code is Theta Gang with all caps, one word. Um, and then, yeah, I just want to give a quick thank you to all my patrons here. I have. Maja Deer, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay ZN, Mikos, Nan Wackle, JTZ, PFM, DJ Mac, P- Pacro, Boop, Mitch Brady 7, Sen H- IV, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, Pitless 4, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, which is also the, he's also in the, in the twitch chat right now. BK Trade Baked Potato, uh WSB Autist, Island Bell, Wheaton, Lick Knowler, Cheese, malt man Von Chai and M M Hayden, the little Flip Flop, Middle Dum Dum, ground pound ninety five Hassan Seven Eight Nine, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Neat the River, Just Send, it, Murph Q, Norfist, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Decentral Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Matthew Hans, Lazy Reserve, Suggner, Christopher Green Hermes Caput, Weenie Junior, the rest of the year, shifty assassin fish, H ag um and ncs 88 oh nice i love saying that list it feels so good um i think yeah we haven't quite had a one percent episode so i'm going to just put out just whatever i'm thinking about here just like old times um the pokemon collectibles market is crashing um you know there are gurus saying like oh it's not crashing it's just correcting Um, prices for some cards are lower than you know when I bought them um, which is kind of nuts I sold my last pack uh, yesterday or two days ago Uh, I could have gone I could have sold the pack for three grand um, when it was at its top but because I waited uh, you know because I thought I'd hold it for a while But I just said, hey, why not just get out with the profit? So I sold it for 1100. I originally bought the pack for 200. um, But when I'm talking about the crash, I'm talking about like singles cards. Like if you wanted to exclusively buy like a Charmander or Squirtle PSA 10, like those prices are coming back down like really fast. Um, Also like bids on eBay are like not closing at good prices. So this is just a PSA for everyone that's into the pokemon collectibles market because i feel like just everyone got got their hands in it just at least a little bit um just be careful like if you want to continue buying the dip here like just imagine like maybe you can rather just buy the dip in some stock that you really like instead just make sure that like if you're really buying collectibles right now that it genuinely makes you happy and you're not hoping to flip it um Let's see, what else? Uh, A current feature I'm currently working on, which is uh, one of the reasons why I'm working on it uh, right now, is because it's so fast, is that I feel like I need a a verified check icon um, implemented. And I've asked people before if they could uh, make one for me, but the uh, icon provider that I use actually has a check mark. Um, So I'm just gonna use that, Um, so that's cool. Um, things that are coming in, uh, December is going to be the profit loss, uh, per wheel. Uh, because right now, once your stock position is closed on ThetaGain.com, you kind of don't know like the outcome of it. Um, which I mean, your broker app will tell you, but some people just like looking at it in the platform, which I totally understand. So I'm going to get that out sometime in December. And then when January rolls by, it's going to be a whole lot of just social stuff, meaning like, uh, you know, auto-completing of usernames after typing the at symbol, um, and uh, being able to look people up by their username, um, just making the website more community-focused, um, but doing it in a right way, right? Like I've had some uh, requests to make sure that like uh, you can't uh, like like things or at least in the short term, like things because, you know, people will abuse it. Um, that's, that's another thing about software, right? Like, people will give you so many ideas that are, uh, you know, the intentions are good. But you don't want to go on a whole spiel and then tell them, hey, you know, people will actually abuse that. People will create, you know, fake accounts and then upvote their own things. And it's like, oh, well, can't you find a way of detecting those bots? Yeah, you can, but that's like more work that has to go into this like, you know, first edition like uh, feature of like liking things. It's it's intended to be fast and quick. Oh, Junie, can't you just make it so you can like things? Oh, but then now I have to make sure I can detect bots and then it's like, it, becomes, it blows up into this whole thing. So I'm keeping the scope small. And that's also another piece of advice I'd like to give for anybody that's working on their own thing is that like if you consistently just continue like accepting features into what you're going to be working on without your own sense of like drive and execution, uh, you're going to drown and you're going to feel like you don't want to work on it anymore. Um, one of the things that I really, I really enjoy about like working by myself on Theta Gang is that like, I don't have to go and do like a pull request or like ask someone like, Hey, what do you think about this idea? It's like, if I think it's cool, I just implement it, which is really, really cool for now. And maybe when Theta Gang gets bigger as maybe I hire people or, um, it just gets bigger in general. Um, yeah, that will change. But for now, you know, having Theta Gang be like my, you know, side gig or side hustle and just like my passion project that blew up. Um it's fun to just do whatever I want, whenever I want, um, even if it's every day, right? Like I work on theta.gang.com every day. At least I at least open my terminal and open my code editor for Thetagang.com and uh I'll work on something, commit it. It won't result in a change, but I'll at least work on it. Um for those that are like super driven but haven't found the idea um it'll come to you uh i've had uh multiple projects in the past fail not that any of them were like publicly like viewable like you know theta gang you know started as my Uh, portfolio basically right you go to ThetaGang.com and before all you used to see is basically like a Google sheet of all my trades but now look at ThetaGang it's like a whole community everyone can have a profile Um, but it, you know this isn't my first project and I'm not like insanely um, lucky right like I've started multiple projects probably in the two digits um, and starting theta gang was just a culmination of all the practice i got from starting all of these failed ideas um but maybe they're not really failures if you know the results ended up in this but you know just for just for namesake i'll just say yeah they, they were failures but the experience i got from learning about all those failures got me to a point where when theta gang Dot com blew up and the podcast blew up. I knew exactly where to take it and where to say no to things, which I think is a lot of where my angst comes from. For when people go on um, Reddit and then they straight up say, like, oh, you know, check this out. Uh, I've been working on this for a month. Um, and then they just like stop working on it. It's like if you're going to post to something and you're going to be that proud of it why all of a sudden when you get all these internet points like do you st- why do you stop like that should continue your success unless if you just wanted that clout for the five minutes oh but judy uh, uh, uh i got busy and uh y- yeah you got busy after you posted it i don't i don't i don't know man it's it's not that good of an excuse um but if you genuinely did get busy who am i to say like oh you didn't get busy um but doubling back, you should be able to spend 10 minutes on whatever you want to do. Um, it's hard. I get it. You know, if you have kids at home, I can imagine that's it's really hard to get in the zone to do your thing. Uh, if you, you know, work and you're stressed out and you come home, uh, it's very hard to start working on your own thing. Um, but, you know, some, some nights when I went, before Corona, I would come home from work. Uh, I'd get home around like 530 uh, I would shower and then I'd go to Jitsu at six I'd get back at eight because it was like a, roughly like two hours and then I would eat probably like chick-fil-a or McDonald's um, and then I'd work on dating game from like 9 to like 2 a.m it didn't feel like a long time uh, but you know I got some awesome features out you know dat game looks a lot different now today than it did like last year um And uh, ooh, someone's calling me. All right, I'm gonna take that as a way to say of life saying, "Junie, stop talking." Um, But I want—I like these tidbits at the end of, you know, most episodes. I haven't done the one percent stuff in quite a while. Um, But it's just like a memoir of like how I'm feeling while doing these side projects and how like family stuff can come up um you know work stuff can come up or just being busy in general can come up and how it can affect my mood and when i'm older maybe like you know i'm 27 right now about to turn 28 and if when i'm older i can listen to these i can listen to wow you know i was really angsty or i was really an ass when i was 27 um, or I could be like, yeah, I remember that sad time, but you know, recording these podcasts and having a project do that was really good for me. Um, yeah, it, it, I just cannot be more thankful for all my patrons and everyone that continues the website. Um, mm-hmm. It's just always a really fun thing to participate and lead. So, with that said, I will see everybody in the Tuesday live stream. Uh, That's at 6pm pacific time at twitch.tv slash gang and uh, have an awesome week. Thanks.